Morning, y'all. I'm Katie Kamen, and it's Thursday, December 7th. On this day in 1941, the Empire of Japan launched an air raid on the U.S. Navy base at Pearl Harbor in Hawaii. The U.S. declared war against Japan the next day. In 1972, America's last mission to the moon was launched when Apollo 17 blasted off from Cape Canaveral. And for your trivia question on this Thursday, on this date in 1969, this holiday special aired for the first time on CBS. Do you remember what it was? I'll have that answer coming up after we get a look at today's forecast from the Live 5 First Alert Weather Center. And good Thursday morning. I'm meteorologist Joey Sovine. Starting out cold this morning, we'll see temperatures slowly warm up initially, then take a hop up into the mid-50s by the time we hit lunchtime today. So cold early, cool this afternoon, upper 50s to around 60, and then cools back down this evening initially pretty quickly, but then kind of levels off overnight, upper 30s to around 40, so not as cold tomorrow morning. A little warmer tomorrow afternoon, a few more clouds at 65, dry through Saturday at 75 degrees. So warming up, but a cold front. We'll We'll bring our next rain chance on Sunday. Behind that, cooling back down in the 50s early next week. You're listening to Morning Y'all, your local headlines and first alert weather forecast. Powered by the Low Country's news leader, Life 5 News. Now, let's get to your morning headlines. A program aimed at improving community development in Charleston County is getting some extra money. The county's gotten community development block grants and home investment partnership funds totaling $2.8 billion. Now, the money is from the U.S. Department of Housing and Urban Development as part of the Urban Entitlement Program. The county's hosting pre-application trainings to help you understand and apply for that money. Live Five's Destiny Kennedy joins us live in North Charleston at the Public Services Building. So, Destiny, tell us more about this program and how it's working to make a difference in the community. Shelby, Katie, the application process started Thursday, November 30th and will end Friday, January the 5th at 12 p.m. The Charleston County Community Development and Revitalization Department are hosting pre-application trainings that will be held to provide an overview of the application, program requirements, and funding process. The program provides grants to nonprofits whose objective is to develop viable urban communities for low to moderate income persons. The $2.8 million from the U.S. Department of Housing and Urban Development will be divided up among the grants. The department manages the urban entitlement grants, and these funds help with programs like the Community Development Block Grant, which provides funds to improve and expand the environment and living conditions in Charleston. The Home Investment Partnership Program provides funds to increase affordable housing in the county, and the Emergency Solution Grant provides funding to support shelters and other transitional homes in the community. Loella Smalls, Director of Community Development and Revitalization, tells me what nonprofits should keep in mind when applying. What programs are you doing for Charleston County? How is that program going to improve the life for citizens in Charleston County? And more importantly, how many, sometimes the number of citizens that you're going to help plays a role. The first pre-application training took place earlier this week, but the last one kicks off today here at the Lonnie Hamilton Public Service Building on Bridgeview Drive in North Charleston. It'll run from 11 a.m. to 12.30 p.m. If you can't make it to today's training session, it will be recorded, and you can find the link to the application by clicking this web story at live5news.com. Reporting in North Charleston, Destiny Kennedy, Live 5 News.
Thank you, Destiny. Developers looking to build condo complexes on Kiowa Island are heading back to the drawing board. This comes after people who live along Beachwalker Drive express concerns to the town's planning department about the lack of parking in the proposed plans. We're trying to do everything we can to come to a compromise. What that compromise will end up being, we're not sure. Uh, but, you know, we're trying to fight the good fight here. A letter to developers pushed for the requirement of 260 parking spaces and more parking considerations for area beach parking. The developer has agreed to adjust its plans. It's not clear when the revised plans will be ready to be brought back to the town. As of right now in the city of Charleston, there is no restriction on how close a smoke shop can be from any school, park or church. But that could soon change. A proposal will go in front of the city's planning commission next week, recommending a 500 foot buffer between smoke shops and those establishments. But the proposal does not apply to existing smoke shops. The proposal also modernizes the definition of smoke shop to include vapes and any subsequent paraphernalia. The proposal will be presented to the commission and get a public hearing next Wednesday. Folks who live in Cottageville say they are shocked, upset, and speechless after learning a cemetery in the area was recently vandalized. According to a trustee and treasurer at the Ackerman Cemetery at Red Oak, the grounds were established in 1862 as a family cemetery, meaning you have to be related to a member to be buried there. On Saturday, at least 44 gravestones were damaged. Flowers and crosses left by loved ones were also destroyed. But you just don't do something like this. It's not. How would you like it if it was done to your family? The Colleton County Sheriff's Office says an adult and two juveniles are facing desecration of burial ground charges in connection to that vandalism. Now, some loved ones impacted say they hope the minors get the same treatment as the adult and they hope they understand the seriousness of the situation. The Charleston County School District is one step closer to getting a new elementary school in Ladson. The school district's audit and finance committee approved funding for a new Ladson Elementary School earlier this week. I think the biggest thing is always to make sure, first of all, responsibly, like they've got it, um, that they've made enough bids to try to get the, you know, the best price. It is a huge ticket item, but it's expensive to build a school. The project is still in the early stages, but is expected to cost more than $47 million and should hold 900 students or so. According to data from the South Carolina Department of Education, the existing building has seen steady growth over the last four years. This year, the school has 893 students compared to 843 students in 2020. The Charleston County Board of Trustees will have a final vote on the building next week. Stakeholders packed a Charleston County meeting all centered around proposed changes to the historic preservation ordinance. Melissa Rademacher was there and has got a recap of that discussion. People's main concern about the proposed changes is it could mean losing certain protections for African-American settlements. The two changes that are prompting the concerns are taking away the ability of the Historic Commission to nominate properties and districts for historic distinction and taking subdivision regulation away from the Historic Commission. The county says there are other changes to the ordinance that are major improvements, like creating emergency stipulations for people who need safety improvements to their property. The county cites that in South Carolina law, subdivision regulation is under the Planning Commission, so this change is needed, but people still worry about the chain of approval and priorities. There's a very real existential threat here um, with the proposed changes to the county ordinance. Um, 
you know, I, I think it's a good step. It's what we've been asking for the whole time through this uh, process was for, for more time for the community to make their voices heard. There is another meeting that will have the same information presentation and Q&A format. It will be here at the Lonnie Hamilton Services Building next Wednesday, December 13th at 6 p.m. In Charleston County, Melissa Rademacher, Live 5 News. At the State House, a group of lawmakers and school leaders are pushing for a shift in who is in charge of the state school meal programs. The Department of Education currently oversees the program and the millions of dollars poured into it every year. After months of work, the state's Child Food and Nutrition Services Study Committee recommended this week that the Department of Agriculture take over some of those responsibilities. Proponents on the committee believe shifting some responsibility will build trust with farmers and that it could encourage them them to supply more school cafeterias with local food. Recommendations will be sent to the full legislature when it returns next month. Those who live in the city of Beaufort now have a new way to send in public works requests. The city launched its C-Click Fix app. It allows anyone in the city to quickly report issues like potholes or stormwater flooding. The process of reporting an issue is as simple as the name. All you have to do when you see a problem is click, take a photo and uh, submit it to the app and the city will get to work fixing it. Submissions go to the Public Works Department and also get redirected to the proper supervisor of that respective department. At the beginning of the show, I mentioned a holiday special that aired on CBS for the first time in 1969. That special, Frosty the Snowman. And if you're a fan of Frosty, you can watch it on Live 5 News on December 16th at 9 p.m. Celebrating birthdays today, Baseball Hall of Famer Johnny Bench is 76. Basketball Hall of Famer Larry Bird is 67, singer Sarah Bareilles is 44, and MLB first baseman Pete Alonzo is 29. Thank you so much for joining us for Morning Y'all, powered by Live 5 News. I'm Katie Kamen. We've almost made it to Friday. I'll talk to you tomorrow. Morning Y'all is produced every weekday morning. Be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. And download the Live 5 News app for your mobile device. Get the latest news and weather updates 24-7 from Live 5 News, the Low Country's news leader.